California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? What's up, people? I said action. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Don Fry, Sean McCorkle. It's the last podcast of the year for us. Uh, Don, I think, is frozen, so that would make sense. Um, Don, could you hear me? All right, we're off to a great start. Uh, McCorkle, uh, we got to talk to you for a sec. Um, well, for the whole show, actually. But how you doing, man? I'm alive, but barely. That's something to be said, man. It's been a hell of a couple of weeks, man. Now, can we talk about your, your your car? Uh, yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. So you sent me a picture a week ago. Um. I thought I was having a bad day because my wife and my daughter both had COVID, right? Or both have COVID, actually. I can't get it. I mean, my, my kid is literally face-to-face with me, breathing on me, doing all, all, but just nothing, right? And then you're like, I almost died this morning. And, uh, you know, with with, with you, that, that could be any morning. Right. Uh, but then you send me a picture of your car complete. I mean, completely, full, like, it was on the side. It was, what happened? Dude, I live out in the country, as you know now, like out in the middle of nowhere. It was uh, Christmas Eve. We're going to my brother's house. Um, We were kind of in a rush, but I thought, you know, I'll be the responsible citizen and uh, not wear my seatbelt anyway. No, um, but um, we were driving, and I remember thinking, you're going a little fast. Like, I remember thinking I was going a little fast. I better slow down. You know what I mean? Because the roads were, I mean, zero degrees here. The roads are real icy, so... Apparently not everyone thinks like that. So um, I'm coming around this bend on this road and um, I see this guy for a flash, this guy, you know how when you're like on a country road, you know how two cars are basically sharing the middle lane kind of, you know what I mean? Like you'll see two tire tracks and you're like his, his left tire supposed to be in one, my left tire supposed to be in one. And you kind of ride the edge where it isn't been cleared off. Right. Well, this guy's flying in a pickup truck hauling some kind of little, redneck ass trailer down the middle of the road at probably 50 55 miles an hour on a country road just flying and i only got to see him for a split second because um you know like i'm coming around a bend uh, i don't know the angle necessarily but i'm coming around a bend and i see him and i'm i either have to decide to hit him head on or try to go around him like at the last second you know so i try to swerve to miss him um, which luckily I did, or I would be dead if I'd hit him head on or at least partially head on. Um, so I hit, I swerved to miss him, but when I swerve, I hit an icy patch on the side of the road and my car just goes flying, man. Like it was, uh, I was probably going 30 miles an hour at the time, which doesn't seem that fast, but it is when your car turns sideways and it's sliding at 30 miles an hour, you know, now you you were brighting the guy you were honking at him, obviously. No, I know. I mean, I didn't even have a second to the, the way it was like the 
trying to think of a way to explain the angle. Let's say you were going on track, like a figure eight track. Like that's kind of what the angle was like coming around this bend. So, I mean, he shouldn't have been going faster than 20 miles an hour, you know, like, and I was going about, you know, I was going probably 30. So I was going a little faster than I should, you know what I mean? But, um, if we were both going 30, we'd have been fine, you know, but he was going at least 50 miles an hour. So as I come around the bend, I literally just see a car flying toward me. Like, it's like, like I had a, less than a second to think about it. You know what I mean? That I got to like um, get out of the way. So um, I uh, swerved yeah, to miss him just out of instinct and uh, tried to stay on the road, but the, the roads were so slick and there was so much snow down here that uh, yeah, we, so we turn and I got to start sliding sideways um so i'm my i am the driver's side is now in the front of the car basically is driving sideways like flying through these people's yard we go probably a hundred feet through the yard i can probably if send you a car like this if your car's like this you're on two legs i mean you're on two uh, legs. not yet we were kind of headed that way but it hits a ravine there's like this little ravine that goes down into a creek and trees and stuff so we slam sideways into these trees like these woods i was worried about a branch or something like when the trees taking my head off like coming through the car and like decapitate me is what i was worried about you know like uh, it was bad so we hit uh start to hit that ravine and then the that something slows us down so then we flip onto our side and then you're we're still sliding like down this thing a little bit um after we hit, hit the trees and smash and stuff and flip and everything. So all the airbags come out. Airbags aren't at all like they show you like in movies. Like it's not at all. It comes out. They just, you don't even know they came out. At least the one in the front didn't hit me, but the ones in the side, I just kept thinking, what is this thing on my head? Like I was trying to figure out what this thing. And like, you flipped on your side. So then your, your fiance is on top of you. Uh, well, we, I was on my side, but we were also leaning at probably like another 35 degree angle. So we were actually almost, like my legs, my waist and feet were higher than my head. Like that's how like I was on our side. So like, you know what I mean? Like I was like not upside down, but for all practical purposes, almost about halfway between upside down and sideways. And um, I'm leaning, I'm laying on my neck. So my neck and my head are like sideways pushed against the thing and my legs and feet are here. And then she's kind of on top of me, but she had her uh, seatbelt on. So she's hanging over um, or whatever. And I'm like, at first I'm just thinking, God, I hope I didn't go into a, like a pond or creek or something, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to like fill it up with water. That's why I'm thinking I don't want to drown. Not realize it's zero degrees out. There's probably not much water in the creek, you know what I mean? Or whatever. It's probably all frozen. So then we're sitting there and uh, like kind of beat, like I don't know, kind of trying to in shock, trying to figure out what's going on. And she doesn't. She wants to get out of the car. Obviously, she's like, "How do I get out?" And she tries to open the door. We can't get it unlocked or open. She opens it, goes to push it open. I can't even figure out which direction I'm facing. Like I don't even know which direction to up at this point. So she pushes the door up. It slams back down her on her, like breaks her fingers on her hand, like the door slammed back down on her. So her fingers are all messed up and mangled. We're probably going to break up now because I can't have that kind of imperfection on a woman I'm dating. Uh, but uh, no, he. Uh, so I had just taken my car uh, and gotten the um, gotten a little dent fixed on it. I had just spent like 500 bucks fixing little small cosmetic stuff on it. Cause I was going to sell it. And the guy had offered to paint the hood for me for three fifty, which was a really good price. The guy said he was hurting on money. And he said, uh, he said, I would, uh, he said, I'd paint this hood for you for three fifty if you want. Cause I had to buy black paint for your bumper. Anyway, you got some left over. And so I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like, like I said, kind of, I don't know, just out of it a little bit. Like I got punched in the face or something. So, um, I'm sitting there and I told, uh, I said to my girlfriend is where she's hanging off. It's kind of hanging upside down, almost off the, uh, things off the uh, seatbelt. I said, well, I guess it, 
at least we won't have to paint the hood of the car now. Like that's what I say to her as I'm sitting there. Cause that's all I can, I don't know. It's weird. The stuff you think. Yeah. You get an accent like that. And so she wasn't in the mood for jokes. So, um, she, I finally tell her, see if you can get the window to roll down. So she rolls the window down and then she's able to climb out by stepping on me and climbing out. Well, now she's on top of the side of the car, but we're in this ravine. And if you jump off, you're jumping down into like sticks and like, um, like sticker bushes and like, uh, trees and stuff either way. So she's basically just and it's keep in mind it's zero degrees out. So she's like her three degrees. So she's standing up there in three degree weather, no gloves, broken fingers or whatever, hurt fingers. She's up there and she says, uh, can you throw me some gloves? Cause she's gonna try to climb down. So I threw her my gloves thinking, I was thinking we were like at ground level or something. They just go over her head and go flying into the yard. Both of them. She goes, no, I needed them. I said, well, get down and get them then. And she goes, no, we're, it's hard to explain, but when a car's on its side, it's much higher than when it's on its, you know, thing yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Up on it. So some people stop. So she's probably eight feet in the air and a couple people stop and help her down. And then I've got to try to climb out, which was a whole nother thing with a hurt back already from Germany. And uh, yeah, my whole German thing went, I told you, went amazingly. Uh, that whole trip was. Now, now Brennan Schaub said he saved you guys on Twitter. But yeah, oh, yeah, he did. He, yeah, I, I heard he uh, stopped. But then uh, it was weird because just like the last time he saved some people, there were no eyewitnesses that saw him. There was no one. He he didn't want the attention. So he took off before the police got there and didn't want uh, didn't want his name on the news. You know, now, now he, were you screaming like, ah, was she screaming? Ah, while you guys- she, was, she was crying upset. I was was um making jokes about it not I'm being saying, uh, while you're driving you know, when she's screaming uh the, the, like she was freaked out yeah as we as we slid off the road she was like kind of like yelling and i was just sitting there thinking all i was thinking is god i hope this one of these trees doesn't decapitate me that's like literally what i was thinking like i was hoping this because i was i saw us flying you only had three seconds to think about it, two seconds to think about it, but i saw us head toward those trees and i could just imagine one of those tree you know branches one of those huge ones because they're big trees you know just slamming through the windshield or through the thing cutting my head off so i was now like how did she get off the top of the car uh some people stopped and actually helped her down and then i had to climb out and uh I basically just had to jump off of it down into some bushes and weeds. It was no, which is fun. You know, like I said, with my back, how it is, that was awfully fun. Um, so I jumped down into there, which didn't feel good. My neck's all messed up. And then uh, they want to go, they want to know, they finally get the ambulance. And everything. We're just standing out there in zero degree weather. And they want to know some lady in the, the house is pissed off. giving us a dirty look that we messed up her yard. She's just standing at her window with what her. This, what your back? What if your back is cured now? Have you thought Dude, about that'd that? would be amazing. What, yeah, I, I doubt that's the case, but I did always fantasize about like something like that happening and like, uh, you know, fixing my back. It'd be amazing. But uh, no, this bitch whose yard we went through, she's like standing there in the window with her arms crossed, like mad that we messed up her yard. Like didn't invite us in, didn't anything after we our car just slipped in our front yard. You know, I, whatever. I, Don, this happened uh, to, to show on Christmas Eve, by the way. Uh, yeah. uh, a couple days ago, I don't know, you sort of pictures. He sent me pictures. His car was completely flipped in the bushes on the side. He barely made it out alive. He's lucky to be alive. I, I mean, your 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 fiance broke her fingers. They they look pretty bad, man. Yeah, she's gonna go get them x rayed. I guess we've kind of been after I just after what I just went through in Germany. Germany was way worse than that wreck. After what I just went through in Germany, man. Um, the, we haven't been like a real high uh, priority try to go to hospitals or anything like that so but yeah her fingers are real purple and i mean i thought they would get better after a couple of days but they're looking worse you know she's having trouble moving them and they're like 
turning black and purple and just uh yeah i don't know i'm i'm more sore like it's weird the first couple of days i didn't hurt that bad and then each day i'm getting more and more like my neck hurts and then i found like a huge bruise on my leg like and stuff that you get hurt you don't even realize or feel you know so did, did uh, the insurance cover the car because it, I mean, it wasn't your uh, i they have to, yeah. I mean, I've got full cover, so they're going to have to. I'm sure they're going to try to lowball me on what it's worth. That's what they always do. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll just pay you off your loan for you. And I'll be like, I had a company do that to me once. We'll just pay the loan off for you on a house I had that burned down. I was like, a house is worth $100,000. The loan's forty. I'm not. You're not just paying off the house. But I'm still trouble. dealing with my insurance. The guy who drove into my house that they can't. Right. They, they, like, gave us, like, half the money for the gate. And I call the guy every day. And the guy's like, oh, the money will be there today. Oh, it'll be there. I promise you. I apologize. It's been like three weeks. It's been six months in July. But since right. I talked to him, every day I call him. Just wondering where this money is. Like I'm like a, like I'm a loan shark or something. Uh, yeah. Don, Don, any comments about what's the name? What's the name of the what's the name of the insurance? Uh, hey, what's the name of the insurance company? Lemonade. Uh, him, tell him. Tell him. Huh? Tell everybody what it is. Fuck those people. Uh, I will once I get paid. Uh, Don, yeah, they're fucking you out some money. Yeah, but Don, any 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 responses to Sean's almost near death experience? Yeah, don't teach your uh, your girl, your fiance, how to drive on uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> but it was it was Sean that was driving. It wasn't his fiance. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was giving her a uh, what, what was she doing to Sean? What were you do what was she doing to you, Sean? That was uh uh making you not concentrate on the I road. Wish, I wish that would what caused it. At least something good would have came out of it. Now you missed the beginning. There was a guy going fifty miles an hour flying towards him, and it was either crashing into the guy or swerve out of the way. So he swerved out of the way, basically lost control, hit black eyes. One on two tires, one on the side, one on basically the not even the side of the car, sort of like because I don't know if it was Sean's weight or whatever, but it was like one on the like Fred Flintstone when they put the big slab of meat on the side to flip the whole car. It was like that. And then of course Sean's not wearing his seatbelt. Um and which I don't know, might have helped you in this case. I actually uh, they asked me if I was wearing it and I said I didn't remember. Um which I don't specifically remember, but just in case for insurance purposes, but um, no, it's uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was bad news, man. I could have really, really gotten hurt. That's why I was, it's one of them things where you get out and you're like, how in the world did I not get, you know, like hurt, but uh, my neck is really sore. So that'll probably be my next thing. Uh, my neck hurts worse than my back now. So that is a, that is a bonus. I noticed my neck more than my back. So. Well, listen, um, man, as, as fucked up as you are and I'm like, you know, because you're fucked up, but as fuck as far as your your pain and stuff, you, you make so many people happy, so many people laugh. You're such a great father, you're such a you're such a great future husband. You're a great fighter. It wasn't your time, you know. No. Um, it wasn't your time. You know? I still have more torture to go through before <laughs> God's done with me. <laughs> you're, you're, you're far <laughs> too entertaining for God to take you. Um, <laughs> But someone whose time it was, which was though we got to talk about a little bit with Stefan Bonner, um, which was the same. I I feel like Bonner trumped your day because like normally I would have felt terrible, but I was texting you the same day. This happened the same day I found out Bonner died. And, um, you know, one kick Nick hit me up and said, hey, just so you know, Stefan died. Um, I guess they want to keep it off the Internet. Of course, I go on the Internet. It's like 10,000 people 
you know, talking about Stefan Bonner dying. Um, so it didn't, that didn't really last, but man, uh, Stefan was a, a mutual friend of ours. And, uh, I, man, I actually, you know, I don't even really get emotional that much, but I, 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 I cried all Christmas to, to the point where my, my daughter was like, what's the matter? And, um, you know, Stefan was such a, you know, as, as flawed as he was, and he was a very flawed individual, the man had the biggest heart and he would just, he would treat you like you were his best friend. He was so nice to, to everybody. Uh, just a kind, fun, you know, exciting, just a great human being full, full of life. I mean, really, well, not anymore, obviously, but, uh, when he, when he was alive, he was beyond full of life. And, uh, Man, this one got to me, man. I know a couple months ago his his house had burned down and I heard about it. So, you know, I helped, you know, him raise some money and, and people were like, fuck yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he was such a fucking wild man. I mean, I, I remember telling the story. And if you heard this, sorry, if you have if you heard it again. But, you know, there was a time he wanted to do comedy. So I call him up. I'm like, hey, want to do a show tonight? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So we do a show at the Dirty at 1230, which shouldn't be like, it was his second show. His first show was at a strip club where he insulted all the strippers and basically got booed off a strip club. Right. So he goes to the dirty at 1230 and he's got his notebook with his jokes that he can't even read because his eyes weren't working that well. And he's looks like he's just sh shredded. I mean, ripped and fucking big. I don't know what he was on, but it was, I don't think it was very natural. He had a tight shirt on and he was just, and his eyes, whenever he talked to Stefan, his eyes were just coming out of his head. It was just, you kind of, <laughs> but that's at any time of the day. He was, and he goes up there and he's not having a great set, but it's only his second time. And and he's, um, and it's time for me to get him off stage. So I vouch for him. Hey, can you put him on? And my friend Gabe said, sure. So we're giving him the light. We, did, we didn't explain to him before. When you get the light, it means time to wrap up. So he just keeps going and going and going. And it's it's sort of like an Andy Kaufman. People don't know what the jokes are, what aren't. But <laughs> he gets he gets off stage, Stefan. And, uh, you know, I give him a hug. And, and afterwards, we're hanging out. And everyone wants a picture with him, you know. And this one guy, this fucking guy that was, like, drunk. And, you know, basically built like Greg Wilson. Maybe a little taller than Greg. But not the most, uh, you know, formidable human being. And he was like, Stefan, man, you're my favorite fighter. But, you know, your comedy sucked. You got to go back to fighting, man. Like, literally, man, you just weren't funny. Nobody laughed. Like, I was there, not what. And it was just uncomfortable. And Stefan, you could tell, like, a part of him wanted to cry. You could just sort of, like, see it. He was, like, smiling, but, like, eh, thanks, man. So I, we start walking away, and I'm like, dude, just please, just, you know, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. And the guy follows us in the green room. And now it's just me, Stefan, and this fucking guy. And he's like, yeah, man, you versus Forrest. That got me to the UFC. He goes, but man, your comedy was awful. He's like, no one, he's like, not one person thought that was funny. You got to quit comedy, right? And I'm just like, oh, you know, because I've been where Stefan's been. I've had people tell me the same shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just not what you want to hear. And especially, uh, I know Stefan and he doesn't really know the rules to all this. And we're, so then the guy grabs Stefan on his shoulder. But it wasn't like, like he wanted to fight him. It was like, you know, like that drunk guy at the party that wants to hug you or just yeah. gets way too fucking close. And you're just like, so he grabs Stefan by the shoulder and Stefan just takes the guy and puts him in his fucking like wrist lock like this. I never seen it before. And just throws the guy on his head. Like literally it was like a Steven Seagal judo move. 
that I've never seen. But then again, Stefan was like 230, 240. This guy must have been like 150, 160. But still, like the guy's feet went doo, and he it was like a perfect on his head. And Stefan goes, Who who sucks now, motherfucker? And Stefan like goes like this to hit him in the head. And I just had to, and I'm like, I I grab Stefan, I jump on him. Like I'm hanging off his back basically. And I'm like, dude, you can't beat up the audience, please. He goes, fuck that guy. Dude, this guy, his eyes were just like, the guy in the ground's eyes were just- His I eyes never, were like Stefan Bonner's eyes. <laughs> yes, this guy saw terror, right? He gets up and he fucking runs out of the room, like hundred yard dash, just, and I was like, Stefan, man, we can't. And I'm looking around for cameras, making sure there are no cameras in here because I don't want him to get sued. And uh, man, I was up till like seven in the morning. I I I told everyone what had happened. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, uh, I, nobody, nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it until you told everybody. That's why you got sued. <laughs> What's up, people? Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs. This season, you always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events bet, Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. I remember Adam told me about that, and so I was giving Stefan a hard time about it. I said, hey, if I come watch you do comedy, you're going to try to fight me afterward. And he goes, man, that wasn't my fault. He kept trying to explain it to me. And I said, dude, I'm just teasing you or whatever. He goes, no, that dude was a dick, man. I don't try to fight. Like, he just kept going. I said, Stephen, I'm just messing with you, man. I said, I'm, I'm not. I'm just joking. I know, you know, whatever it wasn't. Uh, dude, Stephen Bonner was, like, on a different – I remember when his house burned down, and I called him up, and I'm like, yeah, man, you know, we raised you, like, $20,000 in, like, a day. You know, and he's telling me that his house was, like, burning on Monday, so he moved his family out. Then it was still – burning down on thursday it was like a crazy story and uh and he's like yeah man i got a show tomorrow night a comedy show i'm supposed to take acid for it but i think i might cancel you think i should cancel and i'm like yeah i think you might want to cancel the show your your house burned down yesterday um yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out why i'm supposed to take acid for it that's weird it's like this. It's a show in Vegas where everyone has to take acid. All the comics, yeah, and then do, and then do comedy. Um, he was just one of those guys. I mean, Stefan had like his luck. He told me he was. Uh, they offered him Tim Bosch or John Jones, and he thought that Tim Bosch was the better fighter. His manager said, "Pick Tim Bosch because uh, no, no, no." He said, "Pick John Jones because Tim's the harder fight," and he fought John Jones, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a, his managers, I assume, no longer in the business. Um, um, I'll tell you what, I did feel bad for Bonner, man. When he went through, he got the, he got a bad rap on that. When he went to the hospital with a broken back, mm. um, everybody thought he was looking for pills. I called to him, talked to him for an hour. He goes, oh, you're not one of these people trying to tell me I need help. I said, no, dude, 
I've been where you're at. I know you're when you're on pain management and they're giving you three Percocet a day, they don't care if you cut your leg off. You're on pain management. You don't get any pain medicine. And, and you'll be like, you don't understand. Like, that's just for like my back being sore. Like, I really have hurt myself. Like, you know, like, and like, it's so like, it, that doesn't just fix every pain just because you get a couple of Percocet a day. And they uh, threw him out of hospitals, tried to have him arrested. And he kept saying, everybody keeps calling me like I'm a drug addict looking for pills. He said, I have a prescription. I'm not having withdrawals. He said, I got hurt. I have a broken vertebrae in my back. And he ended up getting, you know, a staph infection because they didn't admit him in the hospital. All kinds of stuff almost died from the whole thing. I talked to him during the whole thing. Um, I'm not going to say he didn't take some, you know, acid when he was doing comedy on occasion or whatever. But that that situation in particular, I felt terrible for him because they really do. Dude, they treat you like a drug addict. I'm sure Don knows what it's like if he's on pain management. If you get If you get a pain pill on pain management, you could fall down the stairs at your house and split your head open. You get to the doctor. They're not giving you anything. You're on pain management. Talk to your doctor about pain medicine. You know, like that's what they say. It's ridiculous, man. I know he just had some bad luck. I mean, he had some great luck and bad luck. Even when he fought Anderson Silva, he was retired and they, they called him down to Atlanta to help train Batista to be Batista's sparring partner uh, because Batista wanted to fight. So he said he took a bunch of steroids because this guy Batista was like, what, 300 pounds? I mean, he was fucking huge. Um, and he, and he, but he, was, he was out of it. He was out of MMA. And then they right. called him and they're like, hey, you want to fight Anderson Silva? And he, he was like, I don't think I had enough time. to. He didn't tell them that, but his drug dealer or his Roy dealer was like, hey, man, just take this. It'll be out of your system. You, you won't test positive. So then he didn't. And then, of course, he fails the steroid test after the fight. And everyone's calling him a fucking cheater. But it was just like, uh, uh. that's what he said. If he'd had uh, something like two more weeks to train, because it was a short notice thing. If he had a couple more weeks, it would have been out of system because it wasn't very long lasting. One, he wasn't training with steroids for the fight. Like he was just, yeah, you know, taking it anyway. But yeah, that's what he told me. He said that, uh, that that's what pretty much he was. I wouldn't say he was bitter. Well, I guess he was bitter. He's dead now. But he was real mad at the UFC. He was like, yeah, they always said me and Force Griffin were the whole reason they even became anything. That last fight, they'd always take care of us. Forrest has a $400,000 a year job with them uh, just to show up every day and do whatever. And I get nothing. He said, I get nothing at all from them. And they blame it on the fact that I tested positive for steroids against Anderson Silva. And he was like, how many times has Anderson Silva tested positive for steroids now? Like, you know, or whatever, and still fighting for him, but I'm banned from the UFC, like from being, having anything to do with them because I tested positive for steroids. He goes, it's not like they asked me before, can you pass a test? They called me short notice. And he was like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'll do it. Please, we do this fight for us. And that's what he yeah. was worried about, you know? So. Well, then, then one time he, uh, he was leaving a strip club and I guess he ran into Dana and Dana gave him like all these chips and like. I, he was having the best time ever, but he was drinking like an asshole. He said he was going to leave, but then he stayed and he got drunk, of course, and he's driving, he got pulled over, and the, the cop recognized him and let him out of the DUI. So then he tweets out, like an idiot, drunk, like, just got out of a DUI, I was pretty drunk, Feel, man, it's good to be Stefan Bond. Of course, like, bloody elbow picks it up and posts it, and he gets fired from his job as, like, an LFA commentator the next day. I'm like, you're the only guy hired <laughs> to get out of a DUI. Like, fuck. I'm going to use that next time a cop makes me mad and I'm going to say, like, that he let me out. And I'm going to be like, it's good to be Sean McCorkle. Thanks to Officer So and So. And like, we, <laughs> that's what he should have done. I put the guy, I'll put the guy's name out if a cop makes me mad. I want to thank Officer Johnson for letting me out, uh, you know, after pulling me over for DUI. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a shame, man. The whole thing is, uh, he really was a good dude, man. I really liked him a lot. 
Did you did you um uh, have any uh, Stephen Bonner stories, Don Fry? Uh oh, we worked together. I like Stephen. He was great. He was grand. He'd see him in and out, you know, the world here and there. And then we worked together on the movie Salt over there in um, New York City. Douglas Crosby brought us both in, you know, to be Russian Spetsnaz trainers. And uh, we had a good time, you know, we're going little kids, you know, we were training little kids. And uh, they had us dressed up in pajamas, you know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we had a good time working together. And then the whole scene was cut from the movie, you know, so that, that was a bummer. <laughs> How was how, your Russian accent? My Russian accent is just perfect. <laughs> how is Stefan's Russian accent? Uh, we did. We just had, they gave us one word to repeat, you know? Oh, I don't man. know what it was anymore. Well, I just <laughs> kept repeating one word. <laughs> they were like, C. Dude, yeah. And, yeah. and remember when Stefan was training Diego Sanchez with that other fucking psychopath? The guy who was like the worst trainer ever? That was like holding Diego upside down and hitting him with like a bat and shit. And like, yeah. you know, that, that. and like Stefan decides to become, he was the only normal guy in the corner. Like, that's how crazy that fucking <laughs> Joshua, whatever that guy's name was, Fabian. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh my God. I'll tell you how crazy Diego Sanchez is. You remember the guy, Dan Quinn, that used to think that stevia made water pure and it would cure cancer and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the Dan Quinn guy? Yeah. Uh, he was always on the underground and making crazy videos and on meth and stuff, doing meth on thing. I looked one day on a Diego Sanchez was doing a training video. He was talking at his house, cooking his food. He looked up and Dan Quinn was in the back of the uh, back of his house, making pure H2O back there with his stevia water, like pouring it back there. He said, yeah, I got a buddy back here, my nutritionist. And it was Dan Quinn back there and he was being serious. So that's uh I ran into Diego one time. I, I did. A, I, I just tore my ACL. Right. And I was in denial. I don't know. If you, have you ever been in like denial, Don, of like an injury? We were like, you yeah, know? every time, every time. <laughs> so I, I, I knew something was wrong. I had to take three flights, but I'm like, oh, my, my knee's fine. My knee's fine. But I know it's not fine, but I'm just somehow I, I think I could, I could convince myself that my knee is fine. That's how stupid I am. And I get into this airport in Toledo, Ohio at maybe four in the morning. There's nobody there. It's just me. And Diego Sanchez walks in, right? It's just us. It's just us two. And I'm like, fucking Diego Sanchez. And it's my first time meeting him, right? But we knew each other from Twitter. And I'm like, what are you doing here? He told me that him and Vitor Belfort were at a church. And they were the special guest speakers at the church um, in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what? Seems about right. <laughs> like i mean what church was that like what who hired them like i had so many questions i don't know if i'll ever get the answer um to those to those questions um but i remember also the one of the funniest things Stephen bonner did was when he was fighting tito ortiz i remember in bellator and all of a sudden yeah. there was a guy wearing a mask and um and you didn't know who it was and right. like it was like <laughs> you think it's gonna... he took it off and everybody still didn't know who it was <laughs> Like everybody still was like, who is this guy under the mask? Like Tito's fr like friend in high school. Justin like, McCauley, yeah, it was one of his college wrestling teammates or something. Yeah. Like more people knew who he was when he had a mask on. At least you right. could, like, you assumed it was going to be Chuck Liddell or like you know Vanderlei Silva, like somebody that you're like, 
Oh, it was kind of literally nobody. You know, after that, Bellator was so mad after that. He was supposed to go on. They were doing some show. I don't remember what. Bellator was doing some um, something for Spike TV. And they were going to have him. And I was hanging out with Bonner. Bonner was like, hey, man, you want to go do the show with me? I'm like, I'm trying to think of something funny because this thing. I said, do you still have that mask? He's like, yeah, we get one. I said, I should go with you with the mask again. Um, and then just, but don't bring it up. Don't say anything about it. Don't anything. I'll just sit there with you with the mask and then just do your interview. I won't say anything. And then we'll leave. Like just to throw everybody off. Like, why is he always hanging out with the guy with the mask? And, uh, they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let us do it, man. He bought the mask and I, we were doing it. He's calling him up said, yeah, I'm gonna have somebody with me. Uh, he's not going to say anything or anything. He don't want to be part of the interview, but uh, he's going to be wearing a mask if that's okay. And they were like, no, dude, no, we're, we're done with the masks. And they're like, well, no, he's not going to do anything. He's just, I just want him sitting there with me, like wearing a mask. You know, because I think it'd be funny. They're like, oh, no, no, we, we don't we don't like the mask idea. So I still have the video from the award show where I had him as Justin Bieber. And the song was, is it too late now to say sorry? I know what I put in my body. And the whole time he was <laughs> injecting shit. Dude, like, like some people laughed. Other people were so disturbed during the award show. They never <laughs> released it. Uh I'm not sure it's a good time to... You may not have known he tested positive for steroids and probably thinking like, what is going on with <laughs> Stefan Bauer? But that was that night. Yeah, the, the night, one of the first nights we hung out with him. I hung out with Stefan here and there, but uh, that's when you left me uh, to watch a show with him and that guy who said he used to be in the porn business. So I got <laughs> Stefan, who's obviously on something with the guy who says he used to be in the porn business. And uh, I said, which part? He goes, the best part. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Like, uh, But apparently you said later, like, be careful with that dude. He's a little bit strange. That was awesome. Like, you introduced me to him. He sits with me at your show. And then later you tell me, yeah, be careful with that dude. And I was like. Yeah, because he, he was the porn. He was in, like, Bukaki porn. It was, like, him and 19 right. dudes just jerking off on girls. Like, he never got to fuck the girls. Yeah, um, like a one girl. Yeah. Dude, there was a time where uh, my ex-ex sent me pictures of her naked. And she was, like, a hot, like, Filipino chick and uh she was just butt naked so i'm showing my friend this like i'm at the comedy club and the owner and i'm like yo look at my look at this girl i'm dating right and then i forgot she was on her way and then she walks in and he's like, <laughs> he's like dude what the fuck that'd be awkward <laughs> i forgot she was coming um but there was a guy brett Ernst. somebody brett Ernst. he's in cobra kai he's like one of the um he's one of the cousins in cobra kai he's a really funny comic but one time he invited me over to watch the Tyson fight. It was me, him, and uh, E from Entourage, Kevin Connolly, and a couple of people. And I and I I invited two friends over, but I forgot I invited them over. So I was like, so then I'm sitting there watching the fight, and I see my friends. He had like glass windows, and I see them walk up to the door, and I'm like, oh fuck, hey uh, Brett, can uh can Dave and Mike come over? He's like, yeah, sure. So I open the door, and they're there. Right. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> The good thing he like, said, yeah, sure. He's like, what if I would have said no? Right. <laughs> um, anyway, so Paige Van Zant, by the way. Um, you know, when Paige started, like, Paige has always been a super, super cool chick, like very nice, beautiful. But after she was, I don't know if she's still fighting, and she's doing bare knuckle, she did dancing with the stars. And like I thought she was gonna go like the acting route. Cause I, you know, I think she'd be a good actress or decent actress, cute and can talk and whatever, like um as a fighter. But I guess only I don't know. It used to be like if you if you did naked pictures or if you had your pussy everywhere or your butthole, like that was like a kind of a no-no in Hollywood. Uh now I think all bets are off. I think people are just like, fuck it, right? Like, is that 
So on her OnlyFans, and this is a thread on the underground I was reading, she goes, she has a thing, her her big spender reward program. For $5,000 a month, you can get her panties, a kiss card, a VIP video, and a used sex toy. Look, well, dude, I, I only charge three thousand dollars a month for mine. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Don's than hers. I don't know. That seems like that's oh, yeah. a uh, dude. The problem with that, anyone who's willing to pay five thousand dollars for that will eventually be wearing your skin as their bodysuit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. If uh, if you're uh, if you know, well. It rubs the lotion on his skin. Yeah, you're gonna be you're just asking to get kidnapped. I, I mean, well, how do they even know it's a used sex toy? Like, how? What is she gonna like? They could she could just put it in like a tuna fish or something and send it some. Uh, like, how is like how is that? Because it used to be like with baseball cards, you had like a certificate of authenticity. Like, if something was like a real signature, uh, I mean, who's gonna? know if it was up her vagina i mean they're not going to dna test it or right? like how do you even well, the question is, what, what are you going to do with it if it's been in her vagina like what do you like as a guy what are you going to do with it stick it in your vagina like what like <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, you're going to suck on it like a pacifier yes yeah lollipop it makes that makes no sense i wrote a ever. joke i go i ordered one and her husband showed up to my house which was she wrote omg and her husband i texted him he, he was he was laughing uh austin but i don't understand like okay so the panties you know some guys gonna wear the panties a kiss card i don't even i guess it's a what is that like a picture a, a card that you just like with lipstick you kiss it or something i don't I'm not sure what a, a kiss card is a vip video <laughs> A very important person video. <laughs> yeah, gonna have uh, Paige. Paige is a sweetheart. Back when they they put me in the Hall of Fame, you know, I said I wanted my photo. You know, Paige fans that sitting on my lap in a bar, and yeah. on um the other broad, and um, and she didn't. She didn't like it much. Yeah, but then I saw when you kid Uriah at the bar after after the show, and she says, "Hey, what are you doing? You you leave me for somebody else? Uh, what are you doing ignoring me? How can you say me?" Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, she, well, I mean, she enjoyed the whole thing. Of course, well, you know, I mean, obviously, the the manliest man in the world, uh, Paige would be lucky to have a piece of the Don Fry. But uh, I, I don't understand the whole um, anyone who tips over a hundred dollars. Is also entered to win these prizes. One random person wins each month. Big spenders automatically get prizes. Uh, good luck. So yeah, so that's uh, the Paige Van Zandt. I mean, five thousand dollars a month. You're right. Anybody who has that kind of money is. I mean, uh, that's just crazy. Uh, you, you if you spend five thousand dollars a month on a girl, you can have almost any girl you want. Like, or if you're going to give her like. There's like Hugh Hefner only paid those women a thousand dollars a week each, and they had to have sex with him and stuff and do what he said all day, twenty four hours a day. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, yeah. I these guys, man. This OnlyFans stuff is sad, really. It, it actually makes me sad for guys, man. Like it, uh, it. I don't know. It's one thing to have like your favorite, you know, sports athlete, your favorite, even your favorite actress, your favorite whatever. But these idiots think like if they spend enough money on there, they might actually end up with them one day. You know what I mean? Like, hey, who knows? Maybe me and Paige one day. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna knock on the door and deliver it to them personally. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll show it. I'll wear it for you. 
Yeah. I knew a comedian that was like hooked on uh he was a really funny comic. He's still a really funny comic. And he was hooked on uh phone sex video uh, opera. Like he was still doing phone sex calls up until a couple years ago. Like he was like, that was like his like his thing. He was spending a lot of money on it. And he was talking to this one girl so much, she ended up dating him. She flew to LA. <laughs> started like it, it didn't work out, you know, long shocking. But uh yeah. I would like to get a hold of his time machine that he was able to get in to fly back to find a business to call. Um, because I didn't know that, that even still existed. Like I haven't seen a phone sex like I saw a payphone more recently than I saw a phone sex like commercial on TV. Like, oh, it's crazy! It's crazy. So, uh, anyway, uh, meanwhile, you guys seem like fun dads. Do you ever have an issue where, like, like my daughter? Obviously, I have a great wife who's a great mom, but my daughter wants to be like, "Daddy, I want daddy, daddy, daddy," because I make her laugh all the time. To the point where it's like, "Daddy, make me laugh," and I have to tell her, "Listen, I'm not, uh, you know." This is not, you can't press the button. I can make you laugh. She then goes and presses the button on my arm and I start making her laugh. But do you guys ever have that issue with your exes uh, where you were the fun dad? Uh, All the time. All the time. I better have been the only dad. (laughs) But but, but it did turn out that way. (laughs) But did did your ex ever like resent you for it? Oh, she resented me for everything, for giving her perfect fucking life for 18 years, you know? All she yeah. had to do, all she had to do is fucking exercise, you know. I just just exercise and hang out with the kids. That's it, you know, and, and write checks. You know, you I'd come home, give her the money, she'd write the check. I never saw any of the money. And after divorce, I really never saw any of the money. Don just stole everything I was gonna say word for word. We had the exact same life. Yeah, like it uh yeah, exact same thing. She used to she would bitch when I would take my daughter before we had my son. I would take my daughter once a week. She liked to go to Pizza King, this little pizza place that they have a little train bringing you your food, like or whatever. I don't know if they've got them out there, but they have this little train that brings your drinks to you. You can't bring a pizza to you, but this and that. And afterward, we would go to a little toy store and I would get her something once a week. We'd buy something for like $5. And she's like, You're spoiling her rotten. She expects something every time she leaves the house now. And I was like, No, she probably just got that from you. You know what I mean, or whatever. You know, it's just genetic because you expect to, something. And I think it was really jealousy that I was buying my daughter something instead of her. Like I think that's yeah. really. Yeah, I, I, I remember. Yeah. She's like, my my wife's like, how did you always know doing with Violet, but not with me? I'm like, well, she's four, so anything we do, she's gonna like. Number one, right. and number two, there's like lists of things to do with a kid. Listen right. to things to the wife. You don't like on on Christmas. I'll, I'll tell you like top fifty things to get for your wife. Every one of those. Don't even. Who wrote this list? Are you fucking? Like she just yells at whoever. It's just there's no. The other day I went to go buy chocolate for her. Again, she was sick. I go chocolate. I got one half of the right chocolate. So I get in and she's like, "Where are the?" Uh, and I'm like, "Fuck it. I'm I'm, I'm I just I'll be right back." And I fucking storm out. And, uh, you know, now I'm in a fucking bed. Like, uh, yeah, it was one of those things. It was just, um, but my wife. They're up Paige Van Zandt's twatty. We're going to sell and make some money. Um, but uh, Actually, I mean, you should be grateful. At least you have a car to take to go get chocolate now. <laughs> I don't have a car anymore. But you Ride one of your dogs. Shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it may end up being that. Oh, yeah. In addition to all that, one of my $10,000 dogs uh, was dying the other day. I had to take him to the emergency vet. Like, and uh, this one vet told me $850 to even walk in the door. I was like, dude, what, what are, like, what are, what am I getting for $850 to bring a dog in? You know what I mean? Or whatever. 
And yeah. so I ended up going to a, a different vet and my uh, dog right before I took him ended up shitting out a hand towel, probably 18 inches long by six inches wide that I don't know how he ate it, how it was, but it was in his stomach for probably four days. So uh, he finally takes a dump and it comes out and um, yeah, I end up washing it. And now we use it for a, a dinner towel, wipe our hands off, you know, before we eat, but I'm just kidding. I'm just it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, but no, it's a, uh, yeah. Um, in addition, yeah, I had a $10,000 dog dying. I flipped my car that Germany. I'll tell you guys someday about the Germany trip, but let's just, I'll, I'll give you the short version. Uh, the doctor hurt me worse and his, his, uh, his solution was, well, I just won't charge you. And I'm like, okay, well that's cool. But now I have to go to the emergency room in Germany because I can't walk. So um, it, uh, I go to one of the most famous, most successful doctors in the world. And even he can't make my back better. He makes it worse. So, uh, with an injection. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, a. it's been a hell of a couple of weeks, man. I ended up, they were trying to throw me off one of the planes. Like it was ridiculous. I said, I didn't look well enough to fly because I wasn't well enough to fly, but it was, it's been a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. So. Once I, once again, I, I'm sorry you're dealing with that, um, that's that sucks. I, oh, I, I, I brought the whole podcast down, didn't I? I had a I had a dog one time that uh, I took to the vet, like my dog Miles, and they charged me seven hundred dollars to tell me he was stressed out. <laughs> I was like, he's stressed out. I'm fucking. Well, you got to quit. You got to quit. You got to quit practicing your fucking routine in front of me, you know. <laughs> Dude. It's true. They, this is the dog that bit Mayhem three times in the face. Uh, by the way, Mayhem called me from jail yesterday. He called me from jail, and uh, you know he he was upset about Bonner passing away, obviously. And uh, you know, I try to give him. I try to you know make make Mayhem stay in jail. And Chino, like, it's funny because my daughter asked me. She's like, I go in the other room to talk to him, and my daughter's asked my my wife like, who's daddy? <laughs> and my wife says, oh, his friend who's in jail. And she goes, well, what's what's jail? And, you know, she said, well, sometimes people get in trouble and they have to, you know, get timeouts for a while. But but we still love those people because, you know, Jesus loves everybody, whether or not they're in jail or not. <laughs> so, so this is what she tells my kid. Right. And then I'm like, well, not if they're pedophiles or uh, or rapists. And, and then I don't want to now I don't want to explain to a four year old what a pedophile or rapist rapist is but now we're like in this like i'm telling my wife like you know under my breath saying that i i, I told jason that which he was he was dying but, but i'm telling jason jason's like i try to give him like the news like what so i'm like yeah i told him how andrew tate got arrested and i'm trying to explain to him who andrew tate is and how he's fighting with uh greta thunberg on twitter and how jake shields was involved are, are, you, are you following how, any of this show i'm done no, I gotta, I gotta jump off here, man. I had something oh. coming up there important. I'm sorry, man. I gotta jump off here. I gotta make a phone call badly. So, all right, no problem, no problem. More bad news. Sorry, man. All right, buddy. All right, bye, bye, buddy. Be right. careful. So, no, so what's what, going on? So, uh, so, so this guy Andrew Tate, he's this guy who's like uh, an internet celebrity that gives men advice on, you know, he's just, he's a guy. He was a former kickboxer. He was like, you know, he yeah. was pretty good and. I want, you know, basically how men should do this and men should do that and kind of, you know, kind of be an alpha and don't take shit from anybody and give some good advice. Like, hey, whether or not you're tired, you're or right. not, don't put your feelings involved. But anyways, he's also, you know, big Trump guy and has a lot of controversial stances on things. Right. So anyway, yeah. so he was now he's in Romania 
and he's being accused of, well, he was arrested. Him and Greta Thunberg were going at it because he's like, look, I got 75 cars. They're all bad for the environment, yada, yada. Greta Thunberg chimes in. He starts making videos about her. Lo and behold, the rumor is because the video said where his he was at, the pizza place, they were able to trace where he was at in Romania. He got arrested for allegedly sex trafficking and rape. Those were some of the charges, right? Which then they're saying he, he went on Tucker Carlson last night saying he was swatted. He didn't do any of that. But Jake Shields chimes in with them. He goes, why don't you two guys, why don't you two stop flirting and just fuck already, right? To Greta, who, who's, and then Tate responds to him that says, she's not ready for this D. And granted, Greta is 19 years old, I guess. So that's legal, but still. Like, Karen, she's still a fucking idiot. But like, what is going on? Like, what? Like, what world? And I'm explaining this to Mayhem in jail. Like, who's just laughing at all this going like, what the fuck? I, I mean, it doesn't it feel like we're in a cartoon sometimes, Don? Like, what? Is this real oh, life? Oh, yeah. It, it's it's a bad comedy. A bad comedy show. It's like a spinoff, you know, of a good comedy show. The spinoff's always the shit, you know? It's like the internet has made it like, where I'm just like, I have to go outside and get some air. I have to work out. Like, this is just Looney Tunes. Because you, you go out and you and you hang out with people in the real world, and none of this matters. Like, like nobody at the store or at the comedy club or, or with my, at the park with my kid gives a fuck about Andrew Tate or Greta Thunberg or, or any of this. You know? But it's just, right. we're just wasting time. We're looking at a screen or looking at our phones just wasting time. So, right. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, you're getting uh, butt sores, you know, because you're on your ass all day long watching that shit, you know, so bed sores on your ass. Yeah, no, it's 100 percent. That's why that's why I I have to coach and I have to just get the fuck out of here because I can't you get involved in this. You start looking at how many likes do I have? How many retweets? How many views? And and like it just seemed like it was so much better back in your day, man. You don't have to deal with any of that. No, it didn't. But it just, uh, the internet started in my day, you know, I mean, and I, I was there when it was created and you can see how stupid people are at the beginning of something and they're, they're still now just as fucking stupid or more. Yeah. What do you, what do you think made you so tough though? Well, I had a older brother used to beat the hell on me every day after I came home from school. <laughs> Your parents never told him to stop? Uh, I was a middle child, so, you know, I mean, it was like, hey, why are you mouthing off to your older brother? <laughs> well, because he's being a dick to me. Well, then you're getting hit. <laughs> but, like, I got well, don't hit, don't, like, don't hit your baby brother because he's a baby. You know? <laughs> Like I got sent away to boarding school for troubled kids and like I had to wrestle. I had no choice. And I, that's what kind of made me, you know, a better person, a stronger person. But you, you didn't even get sent away. You just did it all voluntarily. Like what was it that made you just never go down? Uh, well, you know, my high school football line coach is a guy named Jerry Peckinpah, and he was the freshman wrestling coach. So one day he says, hey, you're going to wrestle for me. So, well, we got to go ask permission for my mom. <laughs> and so we did because she didn't want me to get hurt from football, you know. So, you know, then at the end, my senior year, that was my freshman year. My senior year, 
we had to talk her into let me play football so I wouldn't get hurt because she don't want me to get hurt for wrestling, you know. And um, I had Manny Martinez was the wrestling varsity wrestling coach. Manny was great. He was great, man. I mean, he'd always tell these stories, you know, during wrestling practice, you know, about having integrity and, um, and working hard and fulfilling your word and your promise. And uh, he's great. And, you know, he, he never wrestled. He was a semi-pro baseball player, but he loved the wrestlers, you know, the wrestling, the discipline and the wrestling. And so he, he taught himself wrestling. And um, so when I came back, you know, he'd always preach, you know, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And I came back from the uh, UFC 10, you know, where Coleman almost killed me. He says, man, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? You, uh, you can't be putting yourself through that. I said, well, wait a second. All those years listening to you tell me never quit and push myself and see what I can do. He says, yeah, but there comes a time when it's just stupid. No, no. I says, you taught me too good, coach. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, I was watching uh, one of the old UFCs. It was like Vitor Belfort was making his debut, and he just ran through everybody. He yeah. And they had Tank Abbott behind the mic, and he, yeah. would, he was the funniest. I, I He was, like, not impressed. Yeah, that guy's, like, <laughs> all he did was shit on Vitor Belfort. Yeah, because I guess I guess Tank knew this guy was gonna fucking kill him, or he knew this guy was gonna be a problem. Um, what was your first thoughts to seeing Vitor Belfort? I was impressed, man. I thought he was just a he was like a weed eater, you know, just a fucking fist on machine, you know. I'm really impressed. You ever I'm seen still impressed with the guy? You ever seen anyone that what? fast? Yeah, what? Was he was he the fastest person you ever see? You ever saw throw punches? Probably in the UFC, yeah, yeah. Because he he fought some guy that was like, I don't know, four three hundred and fifty pounds, some Italian guy in the finals. Who was it? It was uh, a guy that beat oh, Scott. Tank. Yeah, Ferrazzo. Scott Ferrazzo. Yeah, that guy beat Tank Abbott. Uh, yeah, Ferrazzo was Ferrazzo. I, I I trained Scott for that Abbott fight. You know, he called me up. So you said Scott Ferrazzo called you up to train him. Yeah, he's, after UFC 10, after Coleman killed me, um, he called me up and said, Don Friday, Scott Ferrazzo, I want you to trade me. And I says, why? And you see the last fight, the guy killed me. And he says, yeah, but you never quit. You stay right in there. He said, that's what I need. You know, I need somebody like you to train me and be in my corner. And so Scott flew me out there, and I stayed there, and – he worked hard, man. He was very impressive because he's 350 pounds and he worked his ass off. Everything I told him to do, he did. And so he beat Tank. That was his one goal. I just want to beat Tank. I want to beat Tank. So he beat Tank and he couldn't finish the tournament. And um, shit, which one was that? That was, that was 11. Yeah, it was the Vitor yeah. versus uh, or twelve. Vitor just killed whoever. Now, was was Ferozo, Um, what was his background? He's a football player and a powerlifter. Fuck that guy would bench three fifteen or three fifty, three fifty, fifteen times, doing three sets like that. Man, that guy was so powerful. 
Did he have any? Did he have any wrestling nice. background? Any wrestling background or anything? I, I think he had some wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, he was just—he's just tough, tougher and shit, and and he was coachable. That's the most desirable thing you want in a person is coachability. You know, and he was coachable. I don't care. I don't care how much fucking talent you have. You know, if if you're as good as John Jones or better, if you can't be coached, you're worthless. Yeah. So so you stayed with him and you stayed in his house. Yeah. Yeah. He had a he had a big mansion. He was a used car salesman. He ended up going to prison for uh, double um, double financing these cars. <laughs> you know, the banker. Ah. Oh fuck! How long did he go to jail? Uh, jail He's for? a great guy. How long was he in prison for? A couple of three years. Well, listen, man. Well, have a happy new Bye. year, John. Uh, um, let this be twenty twenty three be the best year of your life. Um, thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, take care, brother. To you, to you, you and the family. All right, buddy. You too. Have a great, have a great year, man. Say hi to the family for me. I will. Thanks, man. Okay.